Manitobaville, the podcast, is brought to you by Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. Hey, welcome to Manitobaville, the podcast. This is Mahangel. Today we're talking with Tom Rennick, who's involved in the world of alternative banking. What is it? How does it work? Well, stay tuned and Tom will tell us all about it. for a better way to expand your small business's marketing reach? Well, now you can take off by telling your story on Manitobaville, the podcast. Give your small business a boost and take off with a professionally produced podcast interview. Sharing your story has never been easier. Introduce yourself to future clients by sharing your Manitobaville podcast experience. You can speed up client acquisition, you can onboard clients faster, and you can save time and money. The takeoff package includes a 30 to 45 minute professionally produced podcast interview, three custom host read commercials provided by you, a limited marketing campaign through Rodeo Road and Manitobaville social media, a promotional code so your clients can take advantage of special offers. And it costs only $499.99 plus GST. Terms and conditions apply. Supplies limited. Price subject to change. Visit manitobaville.ca to get started today. And email us at howdy at rodeoroadstudios.ca. And watch your small business take off. excited here with Tom Rennick from Infinio. You're an agent for Infinio and and this is a, an alternative. Uh, you guys are agents who help set up situations for people that help you get off of the the banking system, loan system and the and the RSP taxation system that's sort of invisible and you help people uh, sort of work with work with their capital in a in a more realistic and and uh, timely fashion. Is that correct? Do I have that right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mahangel. That is uh, that really is a mouthful. I think <laughs> you've uh, you've uh, you've really sort of hit on all the key points there. Okay. Uh, privatized banking is a uh, is a system. Uh, it is a mindset that allows people to manage their resources more efficiently uh, and to. Uh, to some extent, uh, free themselves from the traditional banking system and reliance on other lenders. And ultimately, it allows them to sort of turn the table on the banks uh, and to turn their their liabilities uh, into assets that in, in, in do, by ultimately redirecting payment of interest that would typically go out to other lenders and redirecting it back towards ourselves. Okay. And I find this really, really fascinating because 
usually if somebody says, hey, hey, come with me, I'll, I'll help you operate outside of the banking system, it immediately gets real fuzzy and sketchy in my brain. And probably the, the typical person would be, what are you talking about? And, and in this yep. case, though, it's, it's not one of those kind of, you know, it's not some kind of thing you'd, you'd find <laughs> in your email, <laughs> junk mail no, or whatever. No, You're actually no. dealing with, with insurance companies. That's fascinating. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. There's there's nothing sketchy, nothing shady about this. We're, we're talking about using um, a, a specially uh, engineered, specially designed life insurance policy to serve our financing needs throughout our lifetime. Uh, you know, these companies have been around for 150 plus years. Yeah. Um, they are, you know... Um, uh, some of the uh, pillars of our economy, um, uh, you know, much like the banks themselves, um, uh, life insurers are huge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so this is uh, an entirely legitimate uh, way of doing things. But having said that, um, you know, uh, uh, let's face it, the, uh, the banking system is very profitable. Uh, and most people, without uh, thinking uh, twice about it, um, happily buy into that banking system, mm -hmm. the established banking system, thinking that they have no choice, right? That this is simply the way things are done. Yeah. Well, and, and you put your money in and you don't even get interest on, unless you have X amount of dollars in your, and left in your account. Yes. Never mind yes. having it flow in and out. You have to leave it in there. And, yep. and then they take your money and, and yeah, what do they do with it? <laughs> they they take your money um they pay you virtually nothing for the use of your money yeah uh, well, and well, then they, well, they're, they're yes. kind enough to uh to to charge me for services along yes the way. which which probably outweigh the uh <laughs> the meager amounts that they're paying yeah. you yeah. right uh, and then they'll turn around and lend that money uh, often right back to you, right, uh, in the form of mortgages, car loans, personal loans. Small business uh, loan, something like that. Exactly. Anything and on and on asset, and on. Asset protected. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, um, you know, so this uh, 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 privatized banking, this process uh, allows you to wear many hats. Yes, you are the depositor. You know, there are several actors in this uh, banking process. Traditionally, there is the depositor, mm -hmm. the, the, the bank itself, right? Yep. The owners of the bank. Uh, you, uh, when you establish your own privatized banking system, you are all of those things. You're the depositor, the banker, and the owner of the bank. Uh, and so, you know, ultimately you benefit from that process rather than someone else. So you can have the nice car in the parking lot. Absolutely. Because <laughs> you Absolutely. can usually tell who owns what, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's quite, quite obvious. So, okay, so this is this kind of uh, new to me. Um, yes. So, so when I, when I, like, how does a, how, how do I tell a life insurance company I want to, borrow money from my policy is it from my policy then like buy a policy yes how do i buy a policy yes. what do i need i i guess they must look at my financial situation right to say i'm okay to uh to get into this kind of deal there are there are really two things one requires uh to buy a policy um one is a is a desire an interest in doing so 
Um, but because ultimately this is life insurance, uh, it is your health, which um, which obviously has a, a, a which is a, a significant factor. So you have to be insurable. OK, OK. You have you have to demonstrate that you are healthy enough to own insurance. Um, uh, but having said that, uh, and I don't I don't want to overcomplicate things so, here. This so this is, is physical health, not financial health we're talking about. Correct. Physical health. Yes. Okay. Having said that, even if you are not insurable, um, it is possible to own a policy that insures someone else's life. Oh. Uh, and and in doing that, you are the still the owner of your own banking system. So Do, for does example, the, does the other person need to know? Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, so for example, you know, uh, let's just say you have a business um, uh, partner A and partner B. Right. Uh, it is uh, it is very very common for those individuals to own policies on their partner's life. Mm. Is there any other requirements? I, I would I would have to say perhaps uh, I'm going to uh, uh, retrace uh, what I said earlier. Ultimately, it requires a fertile, um, a fertile mind, right? Okay. You, you, you have to sort of be able to think outside the box, right? To quest, to question um, the ways that we've uh, all sort of been uh, trained to to conduct our our, our banking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and and recognize that you know maybe there's a better way. Maybe there's a more effective way, uh, a way that serves me and not someone else. So if if you're prepared to sort of start there um, and question the status quo, so to speak, yeah. uh, then you're well on your way. So this is where we have to stop and say banks are not like a required uh, item for life. They're just there. They've set themselves up. They run alongside sort of government and business and, and individuals. But it's sort of like somebody just, they've insinuated their way there and they act like they've always been there and they're what you use automatically. But that's, but that's not the case at all. It's just all like they have, they can't make you. No, no, not at all. You're, you're absolutely right. We've, you know, whether it's through uh, indifference, whether it's through habit, you know, we, we observe what our parents have done. Um, but, you know, we, we never stop to think, you know, does it have to be this way? Um, um, but, you know, yeah. I think that I think that um, uh, I really sense um, that that there is a, a desire out there that is growing uh, for for, you know, people looking for better, more effective ways of doing things, ways that serve their interests and yeah. and ultimately ultimately puts them in the driver's seat so that they they don't have to answer to anyone else. Right. I mean, yeah. when you look at the when you look at the environment that we're in today with rapidly rising interest rates, that is, uh, you know, eroding our 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 lifestyles right as as our debt servicing uh, obligations get bigger and bigger and bigger as we pay out more and more and more of our earnings to our lenders um does that sound like a sustainable uh, situation for most people no just for the lenders that's yes because you're yes. just you're going to work just to just to maintain debt payments exactly and, and interest on and, the debt 
and people are uh, through you know they're they're being forced to deplete their capital whatever savings they may have uh, you know um dutifully um, uh, grown throughout their lifetime they're having to deplete their savings in order to fund their lifestyles yeah. and it's it's uh it's a it's a horrible horrible situation yeah like taylor swift concerts <laughs> like taking a loan just to go enjoy a night out <laughs> oh my goodness oh yeah. my goodness and and you know you look at uh all the talk is about you know the attendance levels at jets games yeah. and um well yeah i mean it comes from somewhere let's let's speak frankly let's yeah. speak frankly here people are hurting yeah uh people people are afraid um uh you, you won't hear that I, I don't want to sound conspiratorial here, uh, but you know, you 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 won't you don't hear those types of things in the mainstream media, and and I I really uh, thank you you folks for the opportunity to to have this really candid conversation. Yeah, and it's like uh yeah, because even the Bank of Canada, it makes it sound so official, and all it yes. is is a bank that finance that does the banking for the country, like yes. Canada. That's all it is. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but it sounds so know, official. It sounds like they should have a, a beaver hat on and and guard uh, you know, boxes the, and stuff. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and yeah. the reality is, you know, the the governing council of the Bank of Canada is made up of you know ordinary individuals of, yeah. of human beings, yeah. and you know they're doing their best. They're, <laughs> yeah. but the real the reality is. Um, you know, uh, inflation that which we're we're all uh, becoming uh, rapidly reacquainted with here. Mm-hmm. Um, inflation is uh, is a result of what the Bank of Canada has previously done. They created this dreadful situation, and now they're trying to rectify it. And and ultimately, a lot of people are hurting because of it. Yeah, and that it's like when the the economy's crashed. How many times in the last how many decades? And they say yes. nobody ever really paid for it. We, they, we just printed more money and said, it's okay. Pat them on the head, go back to work. Exactly. Yeah. And so then inflation this starts because now they got this, more money. We have to have more money. That's and, exactly and, right. And the dollar's this, not worth anything because it's still, there's, there's yes. only $1 worth of stuff out there. And if you're going to spend right. $1,000, then that's only worth a thousandth of a dollar. So That's exactly right. Yeah. You're, so it doesn't you're, make any um, sense in the first place. I'm I'm preaching to the converted here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. This uh, this whole boom bust scenario, you know, these crashes, these this economic turmoil, the global financial crisis of 2008, 2009. Yeah. I mean, it it never ends. Uh, you know, there will be more. Uh, there will be more um, uh, disruptions. And what happens? Uh, what happens when somebody like bank robbers go in and they take? you know, a million dollars in cash out of a bank, but the bank goes, ha ha, we have the serial numbers, you'll never spend it. And they go, yeah, you know, you're right. So they just bury it somewhere. What does that do to <laughs> the economy? Like you never see that actual dollars again, or even people who have stuffed it under mattresses or in cans in their canning cellar, you know, it's just, it's there, but it's, and it's represented somewhere, but it's just gone. It It doesn't do anything for anybody. And like, that's weird to me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the um, uh, the Bank of Canada, the economists, they like to, you know, they talk about the velocity of money. 
uh, and the, that, of course, is a is a is a measure of how frequently a dollar circulates through the economy. Yeah. Uh, the number of times it switches hands, right? And yeah. and um, they uh, they want to see uh, you know a, a high degree of velocity, a high degree of activity. Yeah. So so yes, they tax some... every time it changes hands. There's usually yes. a tax. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if, uh, you know, they don't like to see people sitting on money. Uh, I mean, for the last uh, 20 plus years, when interest rates were so, you know, at historic lows, um, uh, that, uh, you know, basically people began to devalue their own money. Yeah. They began to say, well, I'm not earning anything on it. You mm -hmm. alluded to this. I'm, you know, why should I bother to save it? I'm not earning anything on it. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go out and spend it. And and that's that's exactly what they were encouraging people to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and they'd lend um, it to you freely. They say, here, take it. Go use yes. it. Yes. Yes. Hoping it would stimulate. Yeah. All, yes. all that activity. But. But the reality is, and and this is the this is the um, the truth that is lost on most people, and that is, you know, a dollar that we spend today will never again earn anything for us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and that's again that that may sound obvious, but but think of let let's stop and think for a moment. You have to go now, and earn more. Yes, yeah. we have to we have to go out and earn more, pay tax on it before we can do it again, right? Yeah. So it's uh, you know if you think about um, the the amount of uh, money that flows through your hands in your lifetime, uh, it's a significant amount. It yeah. it may for for most people they would probably be shocked to learn that in the course of their lifetime. Uh, they control, you know, uh, one or two or three million dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, and if every one of those dollars was earning even a, you know, a fairly modest three or four percent over the course of their lifetime, their 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 wealth potential uh, suddenly is is massive. It's massive. Yeah. But the reality is people are squandering their wealth. Uh, and not managing it efficiently. And that's through no fault of their own. It's because They're we never know when we may die and you might as well have a good day, <laughs> which brings <laughs> us back to life yes. insurance. <laughs> <laughs> which, yes. Which solves both problems, right? Th that's exactly right. So if if I, if I save, uh, if I accumulate capital inside of a policy, not only am I uh, doing the right thing, I am saving, uh, I am managing it responsibly, and I'm quietly accumulating a whole bunch of life insurance as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so it's like the best of both worlds, son. I I would say so. And even it's, though you uh, still pay like depending on what you what you do with it, you'll still pay your taxes, you'll still be a good citizen, the government will still like you. You're just you're just doing it in a more, like you say, first of all, against RSPs, you don't have to watch it just sit somewhere and hope you live yes. for that period of life where it's tax-free. Uh, Correct. Or, or, Correct. Or not buy RSP and go to banks and, and watch them not give you anything in return. Or, Correct. Or loan, take loans out and have to pay back high interest levels on time or else you pay penalties and they take your stuff away. So you, yeah. the assets you're actually trying to build up are actually gone. And then your credit rating's gone, and everything's just not good. 
So, the, so well, the, exactly. So it's this a, is kind of a way of of saying, well, here it's your money, manage it, and when you and and the only thing that's going to wreck it for you is when you die, anyway. But but that's covered too. The the only thing that's going to wreck it for you is if is if you're not an honest banker, if you mismanage your own banking system. So right. if you if you uh, dep- make deposits into your bank turn around and borrow against those deposits and and neglect to you know if if you basically run your system dry kind of like uh-huh. operating a vehicle with with no oil in it yeah, right yeah. um so so you want to be responsible you want to you know re, you want to recycle your dollars you want to use them again and again and again rather than giving them away and forfeiting the growth on those dollars forever, right? And, and you'll likely do do that responsibly because you're your own banker and you're not going to try and... Re- you're not your own enemy in that case. You're not a financial enemy of yourself. You can't see yourself that way in this situation. That, that's right. There's no that's psychology right. that gets in the way of it. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Original production from Rodeo Road Studios. This episode of Manitobaville, the podcast, is sponsored by Antiquarian Objects, the legend of Manitoba, and your friends at Rodeo Road Studios, marketing mavens of the digital range. Podcast, videos, TV, digital media, marketing, analytics, and more. Visit us today at rodeoroad.ca. Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. So, you know, we we touched on this earlier. If you, uh, you know, and... We we talk about RSPs and people are looking for ways to make their make their money work harder for them, mm-hmm. right? And and that means typically putting their dollars in places where they have no use and control of them, and they're speculating. They're hoping that that those uh, that those in so called investments will appreciate over time. But but of course, in doing that, they have no use of those dollars to take care of their day-to-day financing needs. So, you know, think about this for a moment. You know, uh, if if I lend money to myself uh, for whatever purpose, even if it's to make an investment, mm-hmm. if it's to return to school, if it's to, uh, you know, uh, build a business, if it's to uh, buy a recreational property, which I can use and enjoy throughout my lifetime and then uh, sell it later in life, you know, those are all profitable ventures, right? Yeah. Which, uh, which, uh, from which I can earn a rate of return, right? If I could, if I could sort of uh, put this in the, uh, in its most simpler, 
in its most simplest terms, if I own my own debt, right? Uh, in other words, I no longer owe anything to anyone else. I am my own banker. I own my debt. And those dollars are now flowing back to me, right. enriching me instead of someone else. So we don't have to uh, look far to find investment opportunities. We can look within our own um, uh, our own personal economy and find ways to make money. We don't have to speculate. Okay. So to start this, so you say the first thing you need to do is is be healthy enough to have a policy or to yep. know somebody who's in agreement to let them to let you insure them. Um yes. and then so so what do so then uh what kind of money's at stake right off the bat then and like what do I have to contribute or what's available? Like, what is the what is the financial landscape or the the immediate benefits of of this system? The immediate benefit is that we are now storing our capital in a place where we have absolute control over those dollars. But how much? Um, how much is it? How how many of those dollars are there? Are they dollars that I have to seed into it, or does it become just available yeah. a certain amount available to me? Yeah, so you have to uh, you have to fund your own banking system. So you have to come up with the dollars somehow. Typically it is through saving. It is by spending less than you earn, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's kind of a revolutionary concept today. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you there. know, th that's what our that's what our grandparents did, right? Yeah. That's a uh, uh, perhaps to a slightly lesser extent that's what our parents did mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not entirely sure that that's what the current uh, generation uh, behind us is doing but we have to spend less than we earn or we uh, you know if we if we've already managed to save something but we've we've put it in a in a place that is not ideal to function as our banking system then we can reposition some of those dollars and 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 plow them into a policy to begin um, uh, functioning as our banking system. Okay, and then you can, like you're saying, uh, you can borrow against your policy. Yeah. So what That's kind? Exactly what typically? Right. What kind of amounts is, are those? So, um, so you know, ultimately, uh, typically ninety percent of what we have in our banking system is available to us. Uh, through a secured loan from the life insurance company, right? So, if we've if we've got ten thousand dollars in our private reserve in our banking system, typically we can borrow about nine thousand and make use of it. Okay. But what but but what is what is quite magical about this is the full ten thousand dollars of cash value in our system continues to grow uninterrupted even when we're making use of it by collateralizing it. Right, because they're backing it through your policy. Correct, correct. So, okay, so your policy gives you the backing of that. You can access money, still make money on the full amount. Yes. And can you can you access money beyond what you have in your, your personal banking system? Can you borrow against your policy? Y you cannot. So, you know... Uh, you know, I mentioned the the ninety percent figure. Right. You 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 cannot borrow a hundred and ten percent of 
you know, your cash value, you can okay. borrow 90. Um, but they're, yeah. okay. So, so, okay. So it's not like, Hey, I got a million dollar policy and I can borrow half a million against it. Like tomorrow, like that's not how it works. It, they're, no, they're just, no. they're just presenting you with a situation where that million dollar policy helps you with your $10,000. But, but but that's amazing because, like you said, if your ten thousand dollars can keep accruing interest within it while you're using yes. nine thousand of it outside to try yes. and, and make more money to put back into there, like so that, that's exactly right. So and that's the opposite this, of pretty much everything from the mob to the banking system to private lenders, because they're all like you don't have that nine grand anymore, but you got to bring it back and you got to give them whatever on top of it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, so this is this is backwards. <laughs> Do they know? <laughs> we better tell somebody. <laughs> um, and this is uh, this is really getting down into the weeds here. But um, you know, let's just say uh, I begin my banking system with a one hundred thousand dollar death benefit. Okay. Okay. What, um, what does that mean? So. so like for, so, for people like me, <laughs> yes. How do I okay. how do I get to that number, and and what is okay. it? Is it real money? Uh, it, it is uh, it is the promise of payment upon your death, right? Okay. It so is that's the policy then, right? Yes. Okay. And and but but again, um, uh, as I alluded to earlier, that's just the fringe benefit. Mm -hmm. The real benefit is is the immediate liquidity. It's the immediate use of a pool of money, right? So, right. so let me put this into context. My, my $100,000 uh, death benefit may come with, uh, you know, if, if I fund it properly, let's just say I make a deposit of $10,000, okay? okay? Uh, and I have a starting death benefit of 100000 okay? Right. But, the, the way this is uh, the guaranteed growth within that policy um, uh, means that over the course of my lifetime, that cash value will grow it uh, to the point where it equals at minimum, it will equal at some point that one hundred thousand dollars. So, OK, so. Um, this it it's it's remarkably profound and yet so simple. So um, uh, day by day, every single day, as we age, that ten ten thousand dollars gets closer and closer and closer to that one hundred thousand dollars. Right. It is guaranteed to be equal later in life. Okay. Okay. So how, how if I just uh, interject here? So the insurance company pays me interest on having my money in their bank. Uh, yes. Guaranteed. So yep. what what percentage is that? What what is their what is their interest uh, level? It's it it's uh, typically if we look at the performance of a of a properly structured policy throughout one's lifetime somewhere between four and five percent is is what it equates to the internal rate of return on a policy okay so then okay you, then it's just math you can figure out how long that takes to get to a hundred thousand then yes but but what, what i'd like to emphasize and this is key um so someone uh, might be tempted to say well four to five percent 
you know, throughout my lifetime, you know, that doesn't sound so hot to me. That doesn't sound so great. There are other opportunities out there for me. Um, but the, the key here is that this is an and asset. It yeah. is not a matter of doing this and nothing else. Yeah. It is about using this as your financial foundation when an opportunity presents itself, you utilize the capital, go take advantage of that opportunity. While you're still making the full amount e interest. Exactly, yeah, exactly. This, yeah. When that opportunity runs its course, you return the capital back to your system and plus wait extra. for the... Plus exactly. extra, because the idea was to make money outside of it, and now you put, Egg you put it back. And you exactly. put the extra back in, and then your interest becomes higher, even if it stays the same rate. That's exactly there's, right. There's more capital. So okay. So th that's exactly right. So we we talked a little bit earlier about the Bank of Canada and velocity. Mm -hmm. You want to use your system in the same way. You want to put it to productive use, um, and then return the capital. It's a little bit like you know parking your car in a garage, right? In a yeah. safe, secure place. And being uh, you're able gonna, to use it and always having it, it there. Like, exactly. It's, it's really, exactly. It's, like a, it's like one of those uh, future movies. Yes. You're driving yes. a car that you, <laughs> you're benefiting <laughs> so, from, but it's still it, still there. It's it's a garage. It's yeah. a warehouse. It's a it's a vault. Yeah. I call it a private reserve. Um, it's it's all of those things. So what's the end game? Like how much can you put into these accounts against a hundred thousand dollar policy? Like once you reach that hundred thousand dollar mark in your in your banking account against that policy, what happens then, if anything? So, um, you mentioned this earlier. Um, so, uh, any policy has to have um, there has to be a justification uh, because ultimately, I, I mentioned that you know this is a, a vehicle that sort of is within the wrapper of a life insurance policy. Yeah. So when when one applies to the insurance company for a policy of this nature, they simply want to know, you know, is this justified? Um, so uh, from a financial standpoint, right? So what do I mean by that? Um, an insurer wants to know that it is, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I am, um, um, you know, let's say I, I I am a $100,000 earner. Typically, an insurer recognizes that, you know, you are very much like an ATM machine. And, uh, you know, an insurer will typically offer you uh, gladly and readily if you asked for 20 or 25 times uh, your income in the form of life insurance, they would give that to you. Okay? Okay. Um so if you earned 100000 and you applied for $2.5 million of life insurance, they would give it to you because that is entirely reasonable, right? Okay. Um, now, from when it comes to establishing your own banking system, uh, they want to know that you, that you can um, uh, pay for this, that you can sustain it for at least 10 years. So, so typically, um, they will, um, you know, want to know that um, you are, um, 
you know, if coming back to that one hundred thousand dollar earner, um, you know, if if uh, if you indicate that you'd like to contribute uh, twenty thousand dollars a year of your earnings into this policy, they would probably say that's reasonable. Right. But if you said to them, I wish to contribute one hundred thousand dollars a year, which which, of course, is um 100% of my earnings, they would stop and they would say, well, where's the money going to come from? How are you going to afford this? Right. So, um, so, so obviously, uh, you know, we, the funds have to come from somewhere. It, uh, the, the insurer wants to know that it's sustainable, right? Okay. So this so still some reality in this as far as, yes. you know, there's still some basic uh, due diligence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing magical. There's nothing mysterious. There's nothing that's too good to be true mm -hmm. uh, in doing things this way. Um, what kind of it, policy it, is it? So we're talking about a specially designed, a specially engineered, uh, permanent participating life insurance policy. Not not every policy is the same. And mm -hmm. so uh, when I say it is, uh, uh, when I refer to a policy that has been designed specifically to serve as, a, as our own banking system, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. It what does permanent mean in that sentence? Permanent means that it's uh, it is a policy that is designed to uh, to be owned for the duration of our lifetime, um, as opposed to a term life insurance policy, which is what most people are familiar with, mm. um, which, which which serve very temporary purposes. For example, you know, uh, term insurance is often attached to our mortgages, right? Uh, for a, you know, a 20 year term or a 25 year term. And uh, upon the, uh, um, you know, elimination of the mortgage, many people, uh, 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 believe that there is no longer a need for any insurance and so that that term insurance has served its purpose and it right. and they typically allow it to fall off right so so they have rented that insurance for well, a and, certain number of years and usually where, those kind of policies they protect the lender like so the yes. sure the lender will get paid back in the case in the case you something happens to you and you can't finish paying that loan or that mortgage that's that's exactly right. Those types of policies, when they are obtained through our lenders, uh, you know, that's called creditor insurance. Mm -hmm. And the lender is, in fact, the beneficiary of those policies. Okay. Um, yes. So what we're talking about here, as opposed to renting insurance, we're talking about an asset. We're talking about building an asset within the wrapper of a life insurance policy. Okay. And, um, the, and the other thing about the permanent versus... Uh, term, yes. If I have a five-year term life insurance policy and it expires, I have to go and get a new one, but I'm five years older. You're, you're five years older. You you may not be uh, insurable any longer. Or to the same um, extent, right? Like Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so uh, a okay. policy of this nature is designed to be... Uh, you you buy it once uh, and you own it forever and and you're happy to do it because it's an asset. It's not an expense. It is an asset. 
into which we make deposits and we make use of those dollars to finance things throughout life. Is your podcast working for you? Or are you working for your podcast? It's not easy finding the time to turn your ideas into great content. And right now, Streamer's got more podcasts than I believe I've ever seen. But if you're different and want to stack the deck in your favor, we can get your production on track and help you to find your audience. The good folks at Rodeo Road Studios will help you particularize, synthesize, and optimize your podcast broadcast. Get your show on the road by visiting rodeoroad.ca. Rodeo Road Studios. Hang on to your hat. for it the same way you'd make monthly installment payments against just the policy itself you you, you can do that yes uh, if if a if a lump sum is not available to you immediately you can build your your system um, over time by making regular deposits to it yes but is there a cost to it like the cost to purchase the policy in the first place there is, there is, okay. there is a, 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 there, there are costs associated with it. There are, you know, yeah. let's be honest, there so, are costs so, associated with everything. Yeah. So on that level, it's the same. Like you're, you're just still just buying a, a, a policy. It's the other side of it, the asset side of it that is different. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then you would yeah. say, I, not only can I buy this policy, uh, maybe monthly installments or what have you, but now I can also put. I can take money from other places and 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 deposit it. Exactly, and and begin to utilize this policy as my warehouse, it's as your, my as my your safe too, place. Right? Like it, this is yes. your, your financial backer. Exactly. Yeah. I, I used the term earlier. Your your financial foundation, right? Yeah. It, you know, when our when our personal economy a term I like to use, that means, you know, all the dollars flowing through our life, mm -hmm. all the dollars flowing in and out of our world, that's your personal economy, right? Yep. So w when our economy does not have a, a solid financial foundation, um, that's not a healthy situation, right? Yep. And especially if you're paying interest or fees on top of what little you have. Yes. Yes. When you, when you think about, you know, again, all of the dollars that flow through our world in our lifetime, um, most of those dollars evaporate at, you know, at the end of our working careers, uh, you know, what percentage do we have? We actually managed to retain of all of the dollars that we've earned. And for most people that, 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 ratio if you will is um is sadly very small so um you know it's it's simply uh that's the nature of the world we live in right where 
we 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 consume so uh, unconsciously. <laughs> yeah. um, this, this really uh, provides a, a system, a mechanism to, you know, uh, to save unconsciously and to be a little bit more deliberate in how we spend our money. Yeah. A little and, bit more intentional, right? And we never realize, like you go to the grocery store, prices rise. You you don't buy the same stuff every day. You don't realize. Yes. If, if prices are going up, you go to a restaurant, suddenly you're looking at like, whoa. You know how that gets yes. so high. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. It used, used to be more reasonable, but but everybody's dealing with the same economy and the same inflation yes. and the same, like all the penalties that go with printing more money and trying to manage situations. And, you know, globally, it, like everything is just impacts every, it's like so many moving parts that we, Absolutely. Nev we never, and, you know, even the most astute person, you'd say, well, where are you going to be with your, your 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 money situation in ten years, and they'll say, "Well, I hope to be here, but I really yes. don't know." <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and yeah. I I hate to say it, I I don't, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but um, uh, hope is not a plan, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, hope is not a plan. This is a strategy that can allow people to get ahead with absolute certainty, and on a on a right? on a sort of a smaller scale too, because like you're saying. If your example, you know, is the $10,000 deposit and you get to use nine and you get to go out and you can make your small decisions again. Yes. But, but without all the costs attached to it, they really dwindle it away and make it yes. all worth doing. So you can, you can make a lot of difference for yourself a bit at a time, all the time. You know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, it's not a get rich quick scheme. Mm -hmm. It's, it is a foundational component of, of, you know, what you're doing. Um, and, you know, we're throwing around a lot of numbers and ideas and concepts here, but, you know, if, if the, if your system is properly structured, you will quickly get to the point, uh, very quickly get to the point where, you know, if you, if you deposit a dollar, then more than $1 will be available to you. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, typically within uh, three to four years, everything that you have deposited into your banking system is available to you. More than what you have deposited is available to you. So, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, if, if, if I deposit $100 and more than that is available to me, you know, why would I ever stop making those deposits where the return just continues to get better and better and better? Why yeah. would I stop yeah. making deposits? They're just a, a better, kinder bank then. Like they're like, put your money with us. We'll do the exact same thing, except we'll, we'll guarantee your, your uh, interest on levels, but, yes. but we won't, we won't do all the other stuff that bugs you about banks. We won't ask you what you're using them for. We won't make you tie it to other assets. We won't. Uh, That's exactly you know, we'll keep right. All our, any fee of any actual money in or out is low and standard. Exactly. So it's just very simple. So you can you can balance your checkbook in your checkbook again. Yes, I mean ultimately they provide they provide the platform upon which you can operate your own banking system. That is awesome. Okay, tell people where to find you then. Tom Rennick, <laughs> agent for Infinio, who's going to revolutionize yeah. your life. You I, did that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, uh, uh, 
So I would encourage everyone to visit uh, our website. It's Infinio, that's I-N-F-I-N-E-O dot A-I. Infinio dot A-I. And you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, you'll find me there under the, you'll see a wonderful corporate profile. You'll learn about our, our leadership, um, about the direction in which um, uh, the groundbreaking work that we're doing. And you'll see me there as part of the team uh, or folks can just reach out directly and uh, and email me uh, either through Infinio or at tom.renick at gmail.com. And yeah, then uh, they can get on with revolutioning their, their lives and enjoying yes. money the way it's meant to be enjoyed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Take care, my friend. Hey folks, just a reminder, our email is howdy at rodeoroadstudios.ca or you can use the contact form at rodeoroad.ca. You can visit us on social media, just search for the Manitobaville moniker. And we appreciate every like, share, and comment that you care to make. And visit our YouTube page, Rodeo Road Studios. And when you watch that video, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Alternative banking. What do you think of it? Let us know. Send us a note. Check us out on social media. Tell us what you think. Is this how you do your banking? If so, tell us about your experience. We'll throw you up on the podcast. We'll uh, continue the conversation. You've been listening to Manitobaville, the podcast. This is Mahangel signing off for today's episode. We will talk to you very, very soon. Check out manitobaville.ca for other episodes you may have not listened to yet. And uh, visit us at rodeoroad.ca. We look forward to hearing from you and getting involved in whatever it is your community has going on. Talk to us. We're very, very curious. All right. Until next time, hang on to your hat. Manitobaville, the podcast, is a production of Rodeo Road Studios Limited. Copyright 2023.